Design must play a critical role as society faces difficult decisions and works to create a new balance in a troubled world. In this episode of Intersections, the RIT podcast, Josh Owen, director of the Vignelli Center for Design Studies at RIT, and 2006 industrial design alumnus Seth Eshelman, founder of sustainable design firm Stash, discuss their meta-project collaboration. In this collaboration, students have designed objects which, in their own unique ways, deploy educational content through their function to demand justice, empathy, sustainability, equity, and inclusion. The Meta Project, as as you know, is always a course where the industry partner creates a, a kind of magnetic interest in the students in leaning into their brand one way or the other. And I think in in this case of Stash and your collaboration with the Meta Project, there was an instant reaction when when we had the big reveal (laughs) that this was the partnership, because it's always a surprise. Everybody in the course knew about Stash. They knew about this hometown team that, that, that they were rooting for. And I think that sort of creative optimism meshed with the brand language that you have done such a great job of cultivating really got them super excited to collaborate. But then here's the interesting thing. The the brief that we ended up creating (laughs) was not the brief that we initially came up with. Not even close, actually. (laughs) I mean, typically with a meta project, it's about the core competency of the brand. If they make widgets, we're going to be designing widgets with them. It might be the next generation widget. It might be the unthought of widget. It might be the widget that saves the world, but it's still going to be the widget that fits the brand. And one of the things that I guess blew me away, I shouldn't be surprised by this because you're such a thoughtful guy, is after cultivating a brief essentially around furniture, which is a core competency of your brand, the world fell apart. And Seth, you you basically called me and said, the world is crumbling. And I don't think we should do the thing that we normally do. I think we need to step up and do something to stop the world from crumbling. Like I said, it, it just took me aback. But I knew instantly that it was the right thing to do. And I think for me, that moment in our conversation was was like, you know, the ultimate firm handshake. It was like, yes, we agreed. This is the right thing to do. We're going to do anything that we could possibly do to make it work. This is a project. This is an opportunity that the brief should speak to the current time. Uh, you know, this isn't a time for, you know, Stash to be working with a group of students to, you know, creating a new product or a new solution or this one thing. You know, I, I, I thought that in many aspects that would be ignoring a lot of things at hand that it just didn't seem right. And for me, I was like, okay, like this is an opportunity to use this project a little differently than it's really been used before and use it as a platform that speaks to a larger subject matter. These are human questions. These are human problems. You know, so I was very glad that we ended up taking the approach of shifting from a normal design prompt in, you know, we made it quite a bit larger and speaking to conversations about environmental issues, social justice, other humanistic and other major subjects that we really wanted to explore. And it was just so great to see how that just naturally evolved into what felt and what came to be such a natural project. At the end of the day, it just, it, it, it really just fell into place and provided a new lens for not only Meta Project, but also for the students as well. Not only did we stretch into incredibly relevant conversations that 
needed to be had in the world, we stretched the definition of product design. You know, the, these students are students of industrial design. They are used to solving problems that the answers take the form of functional objects, right? The meta project is meant to stretch minds. So <laughs> that's, that's a given, but I, I don't think we've ever addressed problems with such an open-ended solution in mind. We ask students, you and I, to develop answers to complex problems that were to physically teach people about these issues. And so what that sort of looks like in, in this cohort of work are an installation of different interactive pieces different physical installations that visitors can interact with to learn a lesson about justice, equity, safety, the list goes on. It's sort of all the, the challenges, like you said, that, that we face in, in terms of keeping humanity on track. Um, and these are, these are big ideas and big postures that, again, go outside the format that these kids are used to. These are not you know, widgets. <laughs> um, there's something quite different. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, you know, there was when we were working on the prompt and when we were trying to kind of understand what these objects were, you know, we, you know, typically for a lot of meta project and honestly for a lot of product design prompts, you have a, a goal. It's like it needs to be a chair or you needs to be a consumer product or, you, you know, you have this constraint and you, you know what the object is going to be. We didn't have that this year. It wasn't even close to that. <laughs> um, there was no constraint. It was the constraint of the design challenge itself. So as we were working up the idea, we were realizing, okay, well, design and designers and the design process, it wants, it naturally wants some kind of guardrail. It wants something to not make it something just so broad that you don't even know where to begin. So as we were working through this, it's like, well, we want to keep it reasonable in scale. We don't want it to be, you know, too massive. Um, you know, it has to be constructible. Um, it needs to be of human scale so someone can interact with it. You know, we didn't want students to be getting into like building a 40 by 30 room. You know, we weren't trying to make it an exhibition design. We were still trying to make a product design. And, you know, we, we were kind of working around, you know, what some like common objects would look like. And uh, we, we found a, a, a footprint of three foot by three foot and as tall as is reasonable. Uh, and that was really the only constraint that the students had. So their object had to fit inside of that box, basically, that imaginary box. Um, one, so that way, you know, the student had some kind of restriction onto like what the object is. Um, but also, you know, we had a very clear understanding of what the exhibition was going to be at the end as well. And we wanted to make sure that the grouping of objects, the curated group of objects really related to one another in some capacity that was kind of constraint one and then constraint two we wanted to keep everything within the design language the design family of what we do here at stash so um, we provided the students with restrictions to you know certain materials certain finishes you know to make sure that when we you know at the end of the day when these objects are unveiled um, the objects still read as a collection they read as a series of objects uh, that come from a, a similar place of you know design details and aesthetics 
can be different objects, but still have a very similar language to one another. So, you know, all of the objects sharing a similar wood and all of the objects sharing a different finish or a similar finish. And uh, it was really exciting to see how all of that came together and actually how the objects now currently read as a series together. It's going to be even more impactful, I think, when you see that as a gallery exhibition uh, in person as well. Um, you know, these are, these are socially conscious kids by and large, so they are informed. They are listening to what's happening in the world. They care deeply about their planet. But, you know, we created some assets to help wrap them in the potential for understanding and for success. As the director of the Vignelli Center, part of my task is to create opportunities for people to hear from important voices in the world. And so I think unlike in previous meta projects, I really cultivated pieces of our um, design conversations lectures so that we could wrap students in some perspectives that might be useful. And, and we saw that, you know, architect, educator, Milton Curry, we saw it from Natalie Nixon, a design thinker. We had a, a variety of interesting voices and others who, who sort of helped wrap uh, these students in ideas and uh, and thoughtful contemplation. You also brought some of your relationships in the community to bear on the students. It was important that the project be inclusive and be representative and to carry many voices, not only in the professional community, but also just, you know, as the community as a whole. It was so great to see, you know, Sean Dunwoody, uh, as well as Shelby Zink, as two, you know, other major contributors on this project that without their, you know, guidance and insight and, you know, expertise and story and perspective, I don't think the project would have been as nearly as successful and, and I, I will ever be so humbled and grateful for their energy and their efforts and, you know, what they brought. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. A lot of people who don't understand design think it's somehow, you know, uh, we sprinkle pixie dust on, on, on widgets and they become more beautiful or more interesting. But it's, it's being sensitive to people and to conditions and to seeing with different eyes where opportunity presents itself. And so I, I really was so grateful for these incredible perspectives that we had to wrap these students in um, because they, tangible or not, when looking at the output, they're all in this. All those voices are part of this output. And so uh, I couldn't agree with you more. One of the really exciting pieces of this project is that your cohort is transforming these conceptual efforts into real world things. All of them are tangible outcomes that will be built and that you, you and your team have thoughtfully guided into a language that comports with, with Stash's brand. And that is in itself a, a, a magical thing. Yeah, no, that I think to me, like that was the one of the bigger parts of this is, you know, and as a young designer myself at RIT, like I, I always wanted to see a physical outcome. I always wanted to see the product. Model making is great. Don't get me wrong. Scale models are awesome. Full scale mockups are great. But there's something about a finished form that evokes a much different understanding in relationship with an object. There's a there's a human scale to it. You don't have to try to apply math to an object to see what it's going to feel like. It's there. 
it's physical, it's in front of you. So for me, the physical outcome was always the important part and, and making sure that the students were able to see what something is like from concept to a finished piece. Um, you know, that's oftentimes a limited opportunity within the university setting, but it's important the students capture that, that learned aspect of making and designing because there's something learned in that aspect where you're going from this physical piece of paper and then you actually have to envision what this thing is. It's a, it's a very different mindset and you, you tend to have a, a deeper respect for the process, the object, the form, the material, um, because now you're like, oh, I now have to make this thing. I have to understand materials and process and communicate is the biggest thing, communicate your concept, your idea to someone who's actually producing it. Uh, and as a designer, there's, you know, that's such a major part of what you do, no matter what your, you know, practice is within the creative uh, design industry. So I think for us, that was such a critical part and exhibiting them together. You know, that was the other really critical part of this project was this is not supposed to be, you know, a standalone product in and of itself. The, the goal was to always create a curated collection of objects that teach a lesson. And, you know, it's going to be really amazing to see everything together in one space that someone could walk through and interact with and actually physically connect with the curriculum that was this year's Meta Project. And I think that's going to be, you know, such a really awesome part that's coming out of Meta Project 11 is, is that tangible, physical, connected aspect. Yeah, I, I think you bring up a really important point that this is a, a little multiverse of voices and, and they all benefit from one another. You know, there, there are 16 of these perspectives, each one addressing a different take on the challenges that we face today. You know, if, if I sort of hover over this collection, you know, at 30,000 feet, it, it seems to look like a time capsule of this moment, an exhibition of traveling opinions and insights that in some ways ought to remain evergreen, right? These are, these are not just things that are passing through. They're, they're addressing issues that uh, we need to be mindful of in perpetuity. Thank you for listening to Intersections, the RIT podcast, a production of RIT Marketing and Communications. To learn more about our university, go to www.rit.edu. And to hear more podcasts, subscribe to Intersections on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, or SoundCloud, or by visiting www.rit.edu news podcasts.